Today on current events from a Christian perspective, the full weight and power of the United States government through the Department of Justice is pushing the transition of children medically and surgically. Meanwhile, and believe it or not, I actually agree with Leah Thomas on something. We'll talk about that. In other news, going full tyrant, a TikTok star calls for your arrest if you use the wrong pronouns. And finally, an ex-lesbian, now converted Christian says using preferred pronouns is actually a sin. All this and more. I'm Matt Odegaard, and this is Church Public. Welcome back to Church Public again. My name is Matt Odegaard and I am your host here today. I hope that you have had a great day so far. We are going to look at some news, some current events from a Christian perspective, and we're just going to try to figure out how to do this whole life thing. How do you live out your faith in everyday life? That's my goal. That's what I want to help you with in whatever way that I can. If you haven't already, you can hit the like, subscribe, share, do all of those things. But if you want to see some of the videos that we will be showing today and you're just listening, audio listener, I love you you can go to churchpublic.com and see some of the videos. It's up to you. I'm just saying that opportunity is out there. Probably will also be on another one of the video sites, but that's to be determined because anyway, we'll see how that goes. But let's just, uh, let's get to some news because we want to get right in. Okay. I, I do want to start out with some good news because I often talk about <laughs> not, not as great of news. So we're going to talk about some good news. The Virginia, uh, the state of Virginia passes a law requiring the government to treat churches and businesses equally, even during emergencies. This is going back, it seems like so many years at this point, but it really wasn't that long ago that some of the states, well, they closed down and they said that churches specifically were not essential places. I lived in some such state when this occurred and I had to deal with it being on staff at a church and the state saying you're not allowed to meet as a church because it's not allowed. It's not essential. However, the Costco could stay open. The big box stores could stay open. Um, actually, where I was in San Diego, strip clubs could stay open and re uh, marijuana refineries and dispensaries could stay open. But church, definitely not essential. So uh, we're just going to go through this really quick. I, I just, I love this. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin signed into bill, uh, sorry, signed a bill into law that prohibits the state government from unfairly imposing restrictions on houses of worship that are more severe than secular entities, right? So, okay, maybe sometimes you have to close things down, but you don't get to say a church is specifically non-essential or in my terms, evil or, or not allowed. Uh, I just feel like this is great news for those that lived in states where churches were shut down and all of these other places, bulk stores, box stores, Costco's, Target's never shut down. Um, I'm not going to read a ton of this. I just I just think that's good news. This is House Bill 2171. He signed it into legislation. He said, I'm sorry, the bill said no rule, regulation or order issued by the governor or other governmental entity pursuant to this chapter shall impose restrictions on the operation of a place of worship that are more restrictive than the restrictions imposed on any other business, organization or activity. I just love that. Um I'll probably skip most of the rest of this. You can go and look that up if you want to. Um the the beauty of it is there are many other states that have put these types of things into provision and uh, i love that and i hope that more do so i hope that wherever you are your state will put something like this into uh into view because the reality is 
there's going to be another state of emergency and what is going to happen. And on one side, what is the government going to do? And on the other side, what are you church? What are you church attender? What are you pastor going to do? You're gonna have to make that decision. I hope that you decide that church is essential and that you will fight for it. Okay. In less good state news, that was kind of a weird way to say it, but in less good news in regards to a state, Tennessee. Uh, a lot has been going on in Tennessee. I mean, we've talked a lot about it. Unfortunately, some tragedies have happened there, but the Department of Justice, so the United States government via the Department of Justice, right? That's that's an arm of the United States government, um, has said that trans youth are more important than protecting the youth from medical procedures and surgical procedures. So I'm not going to go too much into this at this point um, because we're going to come back to this story in a moment. But it is important to note here that the federal government, with all its weight and without a doubt, has taken sides in this transgender debate because they are uh, what they've said is they are going to um, they are going to sue the state of Tennessee. Uh, let's see. I'm reading off of ABC News. Department of Justice challenges Tennessee transgender youth care ban. So the state of Tennessee has put into a put into law a law that bans. This is according to ABC gender affirming medical care to transgender youth. Now, again, euphemisms aside, gender affirming is, of course, surgical and hormonal medicinal treatment for boys and for girls to try to change them from one to the other, which, of course, we know is not actually possible. But that is what uh, they're saying by gender affirming medical care. And that is what this state, Tennessee, has said we will not do. We will not allow the Department of Justice has said this law, this is according to ABC News, this law violates the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause. So this is a this is a um, lawsuit that's going into effect um, that, they'll, that they'll be working through. But but here's here's the point, right? The Department of Justice, the United States of America has said the Constitution has provision for medical and surgical transitions of children from one gender to another, or at least the attempting of. That's what they are saying through this. They're saying the 14th Amendment says you have the right to do this. Now, this will go through all kinds of legal things. I'm not going to go into it much more than that. But the point here that you need to take from a Christian perspective is the federal government, with all its weight, is saying we are taking a side in this transgender debate, and they have decided that men and women don't exist. The safety of young girls in bathrooms and locker rooms is not important. They have said that if you disagree, even as a state, you will have legal ramifications brought down upon you, like this lawsuit, to stop you from getting in the way of boys and girls doing medical and surgical procedures to attempt to change their genders. This is where we are as a country. You don't have freedom or truth in this. You have the government saying you can't stand up for what is real, what is true, what is just. We're going to come back to this because this is important. Important. This particular statement, uh, this particular lawsuit in Tennessee is important for you to understand the foundation of where we go from here. But from here, where we're going to go <sighs> is Holly weird. It's, we're going to Hollywood and, and uh, you know, trying to make a better transition transition than that. But um, <laughs> this is just what we're doing. This is where we're going. We're going to Hollywood and, and, and we're going to Hollywood because we're going to watch this little clip. This is from a show, and I'll be honest, I've never seen the show. I think the show is called The Good Doctor. Again, I have not watched a single episode of this and probably won't. However, I think what they were trying to do is make a case for transgender ideas ideology. I think that's what they were trying to do. But inadvertently, accidentally, perhaps, 
they really said what is true. So we're going to watch this and then talk about it because I just, I, you know, whenever something true comes out, even if it's accidental, we definitely want to talk about it. So here's here's this. Let's take a listen. Boy, I'm a girl. You're transgender? Yes. No, Quinn has XY chromosomes like Jared and me, not XX like you. Science says he's male. No, Quinn has gender dysphoria. Her assigned gender is not the one she identifies with. She's mismatched, Dr. Murphy. But biologically... Other than biologically, how do you know you're supposed to be a boy? Your question doesn't make sense. I'm not supposed to be anything. I am a boy. Biologically, that's it. I just, I have, that was a good pause, but I just have to stop there. Like, right? Your question doesn't make sense. I just am. That's, that's exactly the right answer. How do you know you're supposed to be a boy? This confused person says. And the good doctor, um, who apparently is autistic in this show, again, I haven't really watched it, says, uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to be. I just am a boy because I am. Let's keep watching. Okay, deep tenderness at McBurney's point. Could be acute appendicitis. Murphy, get imaging to confirm. Hello. So if you're, just, if you're just listening, they go and they're in the MRI now with this boy who is supposed to look like a girl. And so the doctor is asking some questions. Do you like the color pink? I'm more of a purple girl. Do you play with dolls? Since I was five, but I'm super into mermaids. Do you take dance? Murphy, 20 questions are up. I only asked four. Do you it wear doesn't perfume? Matter. The CT's ready. Let's Do go. you always paint your nails? Let's go. Do you think... I feel like I have to pause again and explain for those audio and video listeners. This What's happening in this clip is... There's a doctor who apparently is autistic and looks like a kid, but I guess they're a doctor. Again, I, that's, I guess, the premise of the show. They're working on a patient who, I mean, to me, looks like a boy, but apparently is a transgender boy, according to these definitions. And, and this transgender boy who it actually thinks he is a girl. So the good doctor, this uh, younger doctor, is saying, you're a he, so why do you think you're a girl? And then this other doctor who's trying to live up to all of the stereotypes and everything is like, stop calling he a she. So in this next clip, we're seeing the good doctor say, hey, do you think he is just confused or complicated? Check this out. He's complicated or confused. Dude, you gotta quit calling her a he. We're never going to win this competition if you're disrespecting our patient. Don't they have transgender people in Wyoming? Okay. Transgender patient care was not part of my medical school curriculum. Was it part of yours? No. Okay. <laughs> this is just so good. Again, thank you, Hollywood, for this one. Um, so the one doctor says, uh, well, let's go back. The, I don't know what else to call him. The woke doctor says, you need, dude, dude, you need to stop calling. <laughs> I love that he uses dude. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Okay, so he says, dude, you have to stop calling she a he, her a he, or whatever, right? So this whole pronoun Olympics, like trying to trying to get that all right. And he says, you got to do transgender care. So the younger autistic doctor says, uh, I didn't have a class in transgender care in medical school, did you? And the other doctor goes, um, well, no, right, because one, that doesn't exist. Two, it can't exist because biology is biology and when you are a doctor you have to do biology 
because you're a doctor. This should be obvious, but you got to point these things out these days. All right, there's just a little bit more. And I promise if you've held on this long, it's worth it. Quinn doesn't have appendicitis. He has testicular cancer. She. <laughs> okay, so I, was, I shouldn't laugh. I mean, but it's a TV show, so we can laugh, right? We can laugh at a TV show. So the young doctor says this patient does not have appendicitis. He has testicular cancer because he's a he. And again, biology, I don't have to explain that. If you don't understand that, you know, that's that's more. Um, and then just to get a last dig in, the woke doctor says it's a she. <laughs> and I think I don't. I don't, I mean, it feels like a joke. I guess it's not supposed to be a joke. I guess this is supposed to be serious. And they were really trying to make this woke point that women are men or men are women or transgender women are women or whatever, whatever the right way to say it is at this point. Um, but, but I just, I just love that, that, um, they put this out and, um, this patient has testicular cancer. Um, so I, I, you know, I just love that this autistic TV doctor accidentally, I guess, destroys the trans reality. And this is the reality. A man is a man. You can't pretend. Uh, I'm sorry, you can pretend, but it doesn't make your imagination true. Even if you're pretending, it doesn't make imagination true. Or, I guess, if we're supposed to believe this, this poor girl has testicular cancer. And I would just ask, which is more correct? All right, let's move on from this. Um, all right, I, we're, I don't want to talk about this person anymore, but... But I have to and have to because we do current events from a Christian perspective. And this particular thing that we're going to look at shows a very clear Christian perspective, because that's what we're looking at here. We're, we're, we're looking at our Bibles. We're taking them out and we're saying what is real, what is true. Um, and I mean, again, you can start at the beginning. Genesis 1, Genesis 1, 27, 28. God made them male and female. Uh, Matthew 19, Jesus says, you know, a man will leave his wife. Uh, I'm sorry, a man will leave his parents and, and cleave to his wife, right? Man and woman. Um, and he refers back to Genesis. Genesis again, but we have to talk about Dylan Mulvaney again, and I'm I'm really ready to not talk about this person anymore. But we but we have to, and the, and the reason we have to is he came out and basically said if you use the wrong pronouns, you should go to jail. Um, and and I know you're like, well, that's not real, but let's just let's take a look at this. Take a look at this, and then we'll talk about it. Like the articles written about me using he pronouns and calling me a man over and over again and i i feel like that should be illegal i i don't know that's that's just bad journalism so so that's what we've got right this is if you write if you say to a trans person the wrong pronoun if you can even keep track at this point if you use the wrong one it should be illegal you should go to jail to which Megan Kelly responded. Megan Kelly, a, a journalist, has her own uh, show now. Um, she responded to this this video. Move to Canada, Dylan. You'll love it. Now, um, I, because I have Canadian relatives, I think that's particularly funny. And because liber, libs and, and leftists have constantly threatened to move to Canada with all of this shenanigans going on, it's funny. But that's not actually why this joke is funny. The reason this joke is funny and the reason it's actually not funny and not actually a joke is, I think, and this is this is me. I don't know if this is really what Megyn Kelly meant, 
this is how I'm going to take it because I do follow Canadian politics to some degree. And um, th there happens to be in 2021, a Canadian court, um, th there is a law um, on the books in Canada, the, the British Columbia's Human Rights Act. And so in 2021, there was a ruling that said that deliberate misgendering in the workplace is a human rights violation. So again, using the wrong pronouns, using the wrong gender in the workplace is actually a human rights violation. And you could either be sent to jail, which may or may not be, you know, something they'll actually do, but it could also result in thousands or tens of thousands of dollars in fine and forced inclusion training. So re-education. If you use the wrong pronoun, the wrong gender in the public workspace, you could owe thousands of dollars and be sent to training to make sure you never, ever, 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 ever do that again. Columbia, uh, British Columbia's Human Rights Act. Now, in 2021, they noted it shouldn't result in arrest or jail. However, I mean, this is exactly what Dylan is talking about. This is exactly where Dylan says, if you use the wrong pronouns, it should be illegal. You should go straight to jail. Let me just point out, if you're, if you're missing the soul thread from a Christian worldview, from, 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 a, from a, well, what does it matter to me, right? Because you're like, this doesn't matter to me. This is never going to happen to me. <laughs> they went from, we will, or, or they went from this. We just want you to leave us alone. I just want to do what I want to do. Live your truth. Love is love. Two, if you misgender me, you're arrested. And this took maybe a year, right? Mulvaney started his I'm a girl transition. And here's, here's my life of a girl. I think he's on day 360 or 370 at this point. I literally am not paying attention. So I'm trying not to pay attention. And day one was here I am as a girl. Ha ha. He he. To now. <laughs> If you misgender me, if you use the wrong pronouns, straight to the gulag with you. Um, I was looking, uh, I didn't pull it out here, but on the back of my shelf here is the gulag archipelago um, from uh, Solzhenitsyn. And if you haven't read this, it, it's a little bit thick, but it is a good story and it is a good book. And it is to some degree a real life, um, a real life account of his world in the Soviet Republic when you could not say true things or you went to the gulag. This really happened to those that say, well, this could never happen. It did really happen. If you said the wrong things and the state found out, or if they even thought you were thinking the wrong things, or if your kids told on you, again, this really happened, you went to the gulag. And tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions of people did never return. In other words, they were dead in the gulag. This is a thing that really happened when you start thinking this way. You're not allowed to say that. And if you say that, you go straight to jail and you may never come back. And you're like, oh, that never happened in America. I, I don't know why you would say this has never happened in America. In Canada, they have a rule now where you can't do this. Why don't we have one in America? Well, because we don't yet. But this is why. You're, you're like, well, what does this matter? Why? Because public lies like this. And, and again, I don't want to talk about this person anymore, but he is in the public. He has been to the White House to talk about this. He's been invited. He has sponsorships from dozens of companies at this point. Because public lies require force to get people to agree. When you tell the truth, you don't need force. People just know the truth. You can see the truth. You know the truth. I know the truth. Everybody just knows the truth. You can feel the truth. You know what gravity does. You know what day and night are. You know what a woman is. Everybody just knows these things. But when you're lying, you must 
force people to agree with you. And if there's the slightest crack of any truth coming through, the state, the enforcement, the authorities must remove that truth. You can't allow people to speak about this. You can't allow writers to write about this. You can't allow TV shows to joke about this. You can't allow politicians to speak about this. You can't allow Bible teachers to teach about this. You just can't allow this kind of truth. And this is more and more the world that clearly we're living in, which is why from a Christian worldview, we've got to see these things and we've got to talk about these things and we have to bring awareness of these things as much as <laughs> I don't even want to at this point. But we have to. We have to tell the truth. And as uh, Rod Dreher would say, we must not live by lies, which is another good book, which is maybe a little bit more of a summary and and uh, current cultural um look into Solzhenitsyn's world and our world kind of put together. I don't agree with all of his conclusions, but I do agree with a lot of that book. So Live Not By Lies is another good book if you don't want to get into the whole Gulag Archipelago, which again is good. And by the way, I think both are available on audiobook. That's just free, free for you. Okay. We're going to, we're going to keep going because otherwise we'd, we'd be here all day. And I know you have a better things to do too. Here is probably the only time that I will say this. I agree with Leah Thomas. I know it, that sounds crazy and, and it, it is a little bit crazy, but, but, but there is a reason. Um, and, and the reason is worldview. And you know, you know, I love worldview. I love ideology and I love it because when you understand the foundation on all of your, on which all of your beliefs are built and I'm going to hold of the Bible for those that are just listening, that's obviously my foundation. That's what I'm going to argue for over and over and over again. But when you understand the foundation that you build all of your truth upon, then you can act upon those beliefs in and, and make sense of them. Leah Thomas points out, you have, if you go in on this trans idea, you've got to go all the way. So let's listen to a little bit about what he has to say, and then we'll talk about this. Like, oh, we respect Leah as a woman, as a trans woman, or whatever. We respect her identity. We just don't think it's fair. You can't really have that, that sort of half support where you're like, oh, I respect her as a woman here, but not here. They're using the guise of, of feminism to sort of push transphobic uh, beliefs. And I think a lot of people in that camp sort of carry an implicit bias against trans people, but don't want to, I guess, fully manifest or, or speak that out. And so they try to just play it off as this sort of half support. They think about how twisted feminism, quote unquote, feminism has become. Their arguments, you know, in order to exclude anybody in the trans category, you have to reduce women to reproductive capacity, which is, in my opinion, extremely anti-feminist. I don't want to put those women down either. And I know you don't want, don't want to either because I see pain. I, I see pain and, I, and the pain is coming from somewhere. It's not you, though. It's the patriarchy. And how can we get people to see that? So obviously the conclusion is wrong. And I talked about this the other day. You can go back to listen to it. But when you when you when you figure out your ideology from secular points, you may understand the secular world well, but you won't come to the right conclusion. So obviously patriarchy and feminism are, are not the reasons for all this. Um, but but I, I'm not even getting into that right now. What I agree with here is if you believe in the trans ideology, then you have to believe in it period. And, and that's what is, that's, what's interesting to me. And that, that's what I've seen uh, as a problem in, in a couple different areas. And even, even in a lot of conservative areas. And that's, that's kind of part of the issue here. You cannot say you respect trans women and not let them compete in these sports. He is right. 
I see all of these people, uh, and, and of course a lot of leftists, but 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 mostly conservatives trying to trying to trying to go in the middle of these these roads. Um, they they say, well, I respect a person's right to choose their gender. I respect a person's right to be trans. I love the people who are trans, but they shouldn't compete in women's sports. And that's where they're trying to come to the conclusion of it's feminism and it's patriarchy that caused this. But 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 the premise is right. If you say that a trans person is a trans person, if you respect the right of somebody to be trans, then trans women are women and they should do all the women things. You should allow them in locker rooms, in changing rooms, in restrooms, in all of the sports, because trans women are women. If you're saying you respect trans women, if you believe trans women can have this idea, if you if you let if you say trans women are women, just they shouldn't just be in sports, then you're you're wrong, because if trans women are women, it, it, then they should be allowed to do anything that a woman can do. That that's just the logical conclusion of this road that you're going down. You don't get to have it both ways. You don't get to say, "Well, I respect you as a trans person. You just can't compete in sports because you're different." That's not. You can't have both of those things. You either say trans women are women and you can do all the women things, or a trans woman is not a woman, therefore you're a man, so you can only do man things. If trans women are not women, it doesn't matter if they're transitioning as kids, as we saw in this Tennessee case, or adults. It is wrong by definition, and we must stop lying about this in all areas. We can't say, I respect your idea to transition from a man into a woman. Just don't play sports. We have to say, you cannot transition from a man into a woman it's not possible therefore you can't play in women's sports the foundation is the problem that some of these conservatives are trying to winnow through and trying to be nice about and then trying to quote unquote love people but lying is not loving i'm gonna have to say this a lot of times at this point but but we have to stop lying about this and it is lying and i know some of you are going to cringe when you hear that and say well but it, but it's not nice Sometimes telling the truth hurts. There are whole songs written about truth hurts. There are whole movies written about truth hurts. It is true that sometimes the truth hurts, but it's still true. We have to say the truth. Again, back to Christian perspectives. We're not supposed to lie. Ninth commandment. Let's go back to the Ten Commandments we talked about the other day. Ninth commandment. Don't bear false witness. Don't lie. And, and, and you know what? I, I want to talk more about lying, but, but before we get to that, um, let's do one more story. I think, yeah, we got, uh, we're close. We got time for one more story because um, uh, this is a good story and, and it's, it's going to be a little bit weird to get through, but it, but it is a good story. And um, the, the, the bottom line, the, 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 ba the base of this story is that an ex-lesbian turned believer, Christian, repents of using preferred pronouns. So um, this is Rosario Dawson. Um, and oh, I think I used the wrong name there. I apologize. Let me just pull this up for you. Um, uh, so it is uh, Rosario Butterfield. <laughs> I apologize. I am sorry. I got the wrong name there. So Rosario Butterfield. Um, she uh, was a lesbian. She was a, an activist. And then she found Jesus and tried to walk this middle road. And then recently wrote this article. And this article is uh, called I, Why I Know 
no longer use transgender pronouns and why you should not either. Um, it is a fantastic article. I recommend you read the whole thing uh, if you have time. And she puts words to things that are, are very helpful coming from a previously very liberal um, LGBTQ perspective and then puts them into the new and and right Christian foundation. And uh, and I, I really just, I applaud this. I really appreciate this. Um, and and again, you're, you may still be sitting there after this whole session so far thinking there's no harm in using a person's uh, personal preferred pronouns, right? It's just loving them. But, but there is. Um, I'm going to read just a little bit of this for time, but, but please do um, go and read the rest of this. So this is um, Rosaria Butterfield's uh, article. Civil war erupted within broad evangelicalism and the idol of LGBTQ plus is dividing the house. This is personal, political and spiritual for me, she says. In 98, became one of the first crop of so-called tenured radicals in American universities, proudly touting my lesbian street cred. In 1999, Christ called me to repentance and I became a despised defector of LGBTQ plus movement. But progressive sanctification came slowly and I have failed many times. My use of transgendered pronouns was not a mistake. It was sin. Um, and she goes on to say why she did this. She goes on to say why um, it, it was difficult. I think it's, it's, you should definitely go and read this article. It's worth it. Um, but the reality is, she says this, getting this wrong is not a matter of personal liberty. Using transgendered pronouns is a sin against the ninth commandment. Again, don't bear false witness. Uh, and encourages people to sin against the 10 commandment. That's the coveting. We'll talk more about that later. Um, using transgendered pronouns is a sin against the creation ordinance. So that's, again, we've talked about Genesis 1, Genesis 2, male and female. He created them. It is a sin against image bearing, right? Because God says he made man and woman, male and female in his image. So to say that he made a mistake is to say God made a mistake. It's to sin against God. Um, she even says this, using transgender pronouns fails to love my neighbor as myself. It doesn't because lying is not loving. That's what we have to continue to come back to. Sin is sin, she says. The Bible defines this as sin. Sin does not lose its evil because of our good intentions or the personal sensibilities of others. This is the love is love argument. The love is love argument is you do what I would like you to do to make me feel better so that I feel good about it. The Bible says sin is sin. Lying is lying. It's You want to be nice, of course, you want to give grace, of course, but truth is still truth. And we have to not get away from truth. We have to stop lying. Um, I'm going to skip some of this because it, it goes on. It, it is so good. I, I just I can't recommend it enough. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll read this part um, because she talks about this whole idea of love is love. And she talks about this idea that. The, the culture's world is to love your neighbor or love is love, which means you treat your enemy as your friend. Um, but God said, Jesus said to love your enemy, not treat them like your friend. And, and this is what is difficult. Um, we need to learn, she says, uh, Christians need to learn how to love their enemies, not pretend enemies are their friends. 
They make false converts to a counterfeit gospel that bends the knee to fictional identity of LGBTQ+. By doing so, they reject the gospel truth that Jesus is the only way to salvation. Um, she talks about the Heidelberg question number three. For though they boast of him in words, yet in deeds, they deny Jesus as the only deliverer and savior. Um, uh, this, this, is, this is a Heidelberg catechism. Um, it talks about, uh, let's see, I think I have it here. Do those who look for their salvation in saints in themselves or elsewhere really believe the only savior is Jesus? The answer is no, though they boast of being his by their actions, they deny the only savior, Jesus. Either Jesus is not a perfect savior or those who in true faith accept the savior have him in all they need. A uh, bunch of verses to go with that. First Corinthians one, Galatians five, Colossians one, first John one. Um, and, and this is where we get to the idea that sin is sin and you either go with what God says about reality, about life, about man, about woman, about who you are, or you invent your own. We've talked about this a lot. And to sum all of this up again, I've, I've skipped through it fairly quickly, but I, I you know, I, I, again, one more time recommend reading this article. Uh, again, this, the, this article is why I no longer use transgender pronouns and why you shouldn't either by Rosaria Butterfield. I said the wrong name originally. Apologize for that again. And I want to show a couple of video clips. This was uh, her on Ali Beth Stuckey's podcast, Relatable. Um, and I, I just wanted to pull this because, again, Butterfield does such a good job of talking about why this makes a difference. So let's first talk about pronouns, a quick clip here, and then we'll talk about what the government has to do and, and what we should do about it. So let's take a listen. Is that the pronoun issue is no longer a terminological issue. And this is where Preston Sprinkle and Mark Yarhouse are either just, maybe they're just fools or maybe they're deceptively wrong but we've had this conversation now for a couple of years. So they get to be one or the other, or they get to repent. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the line I'm drawing in the sand here. Um, because um, we are no longer talking about terminology. We're not talking about looking up in your synonym finder, you know, different versions of the same word so that you can, you know, lighten up your writing. We're talking about ideology. We're talking about um, a, a, an idea that has a material force. And I mean, my friend Andrew Branch put it this way. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, you know, yesterday the DOJ filed a lawsuit challenging Tennessee's new law protecting minors from transgender ideology. And this is what my friend Andrew said. He said, oh, look, the 14th Amendment is now claimed by the federal government over castrating minors. Yeah. Okay. And that's exactly what we were talking about earlier. That's why we brought this into space that you need to understand that the DOJ is doing this. But but I love the way that she puts this right, because a lot of people say, well, you're just saying words. It's just words. We're just redefining words. It's You know, this is just about words. It doesn't really matter. It's not about words. That's the point. She uses what's the phrase that she says? She says it's no longer a terminological issue, which is kind of a long word because I think she's a writer or English professor or something. But this is like terminological terminology terms words so she's just saying this is not about words this is about ideas and it is about ideas it's not about you know the words you say the he she um we they it's about what those words mean the ideas behind the words because words have meaning and they are 
intentionally, trying to change the words, trying to change the meaning so that they can have power because it's all about power. This is all about what they want to do with the words. This is what we discuss all the time. It's the ideology. It's about forced coercion into this reality that they want you to be in. And they must force you into this reality. This is the quick second clip where she talks about how they need to force you into reality and what the state, the government, is supposed to do. Just watch this. This is really, really simple. Um, the job of the civil magistrate is to punish evil and to, um, to allow good to flourish. And if it flips that around, if it starts to punish, the, if it starts to fl- allow evil to flourish, mm-hmm. then it by necessity, it will have to punish the good. And this is exactly right. This is what we've seen. This is what we've said. This is what we have talked about today. Um, the job of the government, the job of the civil mag- magistrate, as she calls it, the state, is supposed to punish evil. They're supposed to punish evil and allow good to flourish. That that is what the state government is supposed to do in in all time. You know, starting starting with the Magna Carta, going through British common law into American law. The job of the state, the civil magistrate, as she says, is to punish evil and allow good to flourish. When the government starts to reward evil, aka push pronouns and trans ideas, it by nature has to punish good, just like we heard from Dilla Mulvaney. That's why all of these are connected in. And and even in Canada with the law that says you cannot use the wrong pronouns. You cannot misgender someone in your job. And if you do, they will persecute you. They will punish you by law because when you lie in public, you have to use force to make the lie real. And, and that is the reality that we are living in more and more and more. And that is why this is really important. And we'll, again, we'll just end with this. We'll come back to this. You must live not by lies. The ninth commandment, don't bear false witness, don't lie. Why? Why is lying so important? Why is it one of the commandments? Why is it a pinnacle, a fundamental piece of our relationships? Because lying breaks trust. Trust is at the heart of any relationship. To grow deeper in any relationship, you have to deepen trust. And lying breaks trust. Telling the truth, even hard truths, build trust. In this article, in the interview that I watched, um, it may not feel like it, but This is how relationships work when you don't lie. She tells a story about a person whose parents would never use the preferred pronouns, but used the biological pronouns. And they this this person hated her parents for a long time. And then when the cloud lifted, so to speak, the one person they went back to was their parents. Why? Because the parents didn't lie. It may not feel like it, but this is how relationships work. This is actually the loving thing to do. The trust that you build now will bear fruit later. Your family, your friends, your relatives may say they hate you now because of your stance, but when they are in need, when they see things clearly, they will come to you for answers. They will not go to all the people that lied to them because of all the people around them that lied and lied and lied and lied just to make them feel better will still lie to them now. And they know you will not lie. That is trust. That is real relationship. And for Church Public, I'm Matt Odegaard. Through all of this, I hope that you will keep the faith.